Hey, welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast where we are developing the heart and soul of leaders. My name is Bianca. And my name is Jeremiah. And today we're going to talk from the subject of encouragement. And we've entitled today's talk, Moving from Criticism to Building People. So we're going to move from being a criticism person to a person who's building others. Good. And I had the wonderful experience just this past week. In fact, we were on a phone call with him. One of our spiritual leaders in our lives, he had the opportunity to watch a couple of the episodes from the podcast on YouTube, and he took some amazing, amazing notes. Amazing. And really encouraged our hearts with this dream that we have to bring this leadership development material to the local church to see God build people. Yes. And he built us up so much. So much. Having this conversation with them left us just feeling like somebody believes in the vision that we have, the dream that we have. And it meant so much for him to take that time and do that. He took so much time doing it and he really gave us specific feedback and it was so powerful and not only encouraged us but it also helped us learn and grow so that we can move past maybe even some of our weaknesses and what I loved about it is it wasn't just sugarcoating hey you did a great job all right no he was very specific and the fact that he took the time to take these notes and then to spend his time on a phone call to to explain these notes I mean it just number one it just encouraged our hearts to know that someone cares that much for us and it really was a ministry to us. It, it ministered to us as ministers. And can I say that 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 is something we will cherish and value and will always remember. But one thing that I was telling Jeremiah was one of the most meaningful things is, is how he gave, I don't, I don't want to say negative, it was, it was constructive criticism. And that probably was one of the most loving ways he could give constructive criticism. And I told him, I said, the reason why that because you know when criticism comes your way it's very easy to take it and just get real discouraged about who you are but I felt like oh no I could really grow from here and the reason why it felt so amazing and it really improved us and not discouraged us was because it was in the context of love and a relationship and an investment so if you try to speak criticism in someone's life unsolicited criticism it really isn't received well and it's not encouraging at all and so what we want to talk about today is as a leader and as just a person how you can be that that kind of builder of people all the time all the time so ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 it says this do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Now that is just packed with information here. So So I want to kind of break it down. First of all, the focus of this verse is not, uh, don't, don't, don't have like potty mouth, you know, don't like, don't like say cuss words or whatever. Like that's not what unwholesome talk is. And Mm -hmm. we're going to come back to that word unwholesome in a minute, but I want you to see at the later part of this verse, it says that we should be benefiting those who listen according 
to their needs. Yes. So there's something about our words. There's something about the way that we lead other people that we should be aware of their needs and that we should be taking time to speaking words that are actually going to build people up. That's our call. Our, our words are supposed to be a means of delivering the grace of God yes. into people's lives. Now let's go back to this word unwholesome. He said, don't let any unwholesome talk. The word unwholesome it actually is the original Greek word. It means to be rotten. Mm -hmm. So there's something about what Paul's teaching here in the church in Ephesus. He's saying, hey, your words are so important to being being nourishing to people. That's good. They, they should be things that add value, like vitamin words to vitamin people. Vitamin words, yes. But sometimes our words can actually be rotten and, and, and rotten things. If you consume them, mm. they can actually make you sick. That's right. That's right. And so there's some ways that you can weigh your words. Let me tell you, it's important that we weigh our words, yes. that we're slow to speak. That's what the Bible actually says, slow to speak. Why? So that we can take time and evaluate what are my words doing? Are my words going to be nourishing or are they going to be rotten? Are mm. they going to like benefit someone and be, be, build them up or is it going to tear them down and discourage them? Wow. So it's, it's something that we are called to labor in doing. It's something that I take time to really form the words and do it and deliver them in a way that when someone walks away from the conversation, they feel a little bit better. They feel more nourished. They feel healthier. Yes. We actually can help unhealthy people become healthy. Yeah. Because all of us, you know, we deal with insecurities. We deal with doubt. We have an enemy that's speaking against and warring for our souls that's trying to confine us from experiencing all the dreams that God has for us. And so when, when we deliver nourishing words to other people, we can really help them in that journey of experiencing everything that God has for them. So there are some ways that we can evaluate are our words rotten. The first thing that we can see is, is it probably, um, it, it, it probably does not nourish. It, it hurts. It harms. It takes away. He was yeah. saying something about vitamins right now. We're going into the, the, the flu season in the midst of a pandemic. And so anytime we start approaching the flu season, I actually up my kids vitamins. I give them more than they're supposed to have. And I also make these flu bombs to boost their immune system. So before they get sick, I want to make them healthier so that the, the disease that's trying to come on their bodies, because I can't protect them from the disease all the way. There's just no way if you're going to live your life, I can't fully protect them. But what I can do is nourish their bodies so that they can be strong when the, the disease tries to hit them that's good. and they don't get sick very often. And so I believe it's because it's building, it's nourishing. So if our words are not nourishing, we need to really take evaluation and say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to discipline myself. So I don't say words like that. Another thing is, is it probably makes you sick. I mean, it does the opposite of nourishing. If you have that sickness, if you feel like, man, I just said that thing and I don't feel right. It doesn't it, like gossip, slander, those things. And you walk away feeling, ugh, that's probably not wholesome words. Another thing is it makes the atmosphere unpleasant. Hmm. Have you ever been a part of a conversation where it, things are going well and then someone just starts saying something yes. and you're just like, Ooh, I just don't want to be here anymore. And it's that awkward, like, how can I step back out of this conversation? That's not wholesome words. And then another thing is it, it, it comes from a diseased tree. Mm. So 
your words really are a reflection of what's inside. That's right. So if we're saying things that are rotten, it means the heart is rotten and we need to go do some heart work. That's what we're doing in this lab. It's developing the heart and soul. And sometimes it's messy work to go. Why? Even if maybe we're in our peak physical status or we're in our peak career, but if our heart still harbors anger and bitterness and resentment because we haven't dealt with things in the past, not everything's going to be whole and we're not going to speak wholesome words. And so what we're saying here is that as a leader, you got to lead yourself first and get yourself into a place where you're healthy and where your words are coming out consistently in a building form, a nourishing form, rather than a tearing down or a rotten form. That's it. Jesus said it like this. There were some people who wanted to be real religious and look good on the outside. Mm. And he said, listen, He said, it's not what goes into a person's body that makes them unclean, but rather what comes out of their heart. Another place he says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if you find yourself where you got words that have come out and now you're accountable for them because they're out and they're there and you see them, you've got to go and do some heart work as a leader and say, hey, I've got to get in a healthy place so I can be a person who's building other people up with my words. Can I say also, it's not just about not saying rotten words. I do think that I, there, one of the scriptures that I've memorized is set a, a guard over my mouth, O oh, oh Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips so that nothing rotten comes out of them. However, there also needs to be a healing where insecurities cause us to not speak words of encouragement. Wow. And That's we deep. don't build others up. It's, it's a explore command. Explore that a little bit more. Because so if, you're, if you have an insecurity... That insecurity might cause you to speak words or or not speak not encouraging speak words. words because you're afraid of encouraging someone else in an area where you feel like you're not enough. Exactly. And you project onto another person and all of us do this. Sometimes it shows up in the way that you just talk about yourself all the time. Mm. But- uh, someone who is healing, actively healing and whole and, and is filled and understands who they are and their worth and value, they're going to ha- be secure enough to see the worth and value in someone else and actually say it. Can I tell you, probably one of the biggest tragedies is to think something great about someone or believe something great about someone and not tell them. Oh, got to speak it out. You got to speak it. What's the point of thinking and feeling something good about someone and not telling them? Don't assume they know. There's so many people that assume, oh, they're so great. They, they know they're great. People ain't walking around. Sorry, that's, sorry about my English there. They are not walking around thinking, I'm so great. I have been encouraged enough. How can you tell if someone needs encouragement? They're breathing. Yep. One of my favorite quotes by Truett Cathy. Yes. I mean, he just was a wise man. And I loved his philosophy even in life is his, we get better people will demand that we get bigger. Yeah. That's, and that's why. And, and now you see it in the overall culture of Chick-fil-A. I know we talk about Chick-fil-A almost <laughs> weekly here. But it, I mean, I look at their model and it came from the leader though. And that's why we're talking to you today is because it starts with the leader and then the whole organization gets shaped by that leader. Uh, one of my favorite songs for TV shows growing up as a kid was The Wonder Years. You know, lend yes. me your ear and I'll sing you a song. Um, but you know, what we're doing is we're lending people 
Courage. When yes. we encourage people, we're lending them courage. We're yes. saying, here you go. I'm, I'm not lending where they got to pay us back. We're right. literally like giving them courage. Giving them courage, We're just yes. encouraging them. We're, we're yes. building them up. We're, we're, we're pouring our, our words into them so that they could be encouraged. And people who are negative, they, they actually do the opposite of that and they discourage. Mm. They take away courage yeah. from people. Yeah. And so we've got we've to really take an honest look at ourselves. So I want to give you three ways that you can build people. The first way is to take time to encourage everyone that you come in contact with. Yes. I've been really moved by this idea recently that I don't want to leave any personal conversation that I have with somebody without taking time to encourage them at some point, whether it's just right at the end and just say, Hey, can I just take a couple more minutes here and just tell you something I've noticed about you? Right. John Maxwell calls it adding value to people. Yes. And it's just, it's just one of those practices that you can get in the habit of, and you could be like one of the most encouraging people that people come in contact with. And they just say, they're my favorite people. I just want to be around them all the time because they're always building me up. The second way is to be specific in your encouragement. See, general encouragement doesn't go as far as saying something specific about somebody. Right. So not just saying, hey, you're, you love God and that's good. Like tell them specifically some ways that you've witnessed their faith and how it has impacted you, right. how you're a better person from just being around that person right there. Yes. Those kinds of things build people up so much. So much because people are struggling with their sense of significance in this world. Everyone does. Everyone's like, am I actually contributing? Do people really like me? Do Am I really a person that adds value? So instead of saying, hey, I love you, man, you're, you're the best. That's that you can say that to anyone. It's it's a general statement, but when you say, "Hey, this about you is what you bring to my life. This is what you bring to this world." Like if if you were not here, there would be a vacuum of this right here. I'm telling you, it people can ride on that for a very long time because you've silenced the enemy's voice, you've silenced the negativity in their own minds, and you've you've turned up the voice of courage in them saying, no, I can do this. I am someone that contributes to society and to this organization. And the third thing is to try different ways to encourage people. Yes. Sometimes you do it verbally. Sometimes you do it publicly in front of a group of people. Sometimes you write a note and send them in the mail. I mean, there's yes. so many different variety of ways that you could be a builder with your words and be intentional to do that. I had a phone conversation just yesterday with a, a friend of mine who actually had in, in, in invited me to come and speak at his church and I had watched his message that he did. He was doing like a Vision Sunday thing, and I went and watched it, and he, he just did such a fantastic job. I was just like, man, I want to go to his church. Yeah. And I told him that, man. I was like, I want to attend this church. He's, I, I said, I want to bring my tithe to this church because mm. I believe in the vision of what you said. Now, obviously, I'm bringing the tithe to where I worship. Right. But what I was saying to him is, you are the kind of leader that I would want to follow. That's good. And it's just those words. I, I thought the thought. You thought the thought. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be intentional to be very, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to call him on the phone. Yes. I'm going to take a few moments and I'm just going to let him know that I was just blown away by the level of ministry that they were offering. And here's the thing, as a leader, people will follow people who make them feel good. Yes. Here's what, here's in the context of our context of leading the local church and the, the leaders that we have at our church that are watching and listening to this podcast right here. What we're challenging you to do is create an environment on the team that you lead yes. that people 
whether they've had a great or a terrible week, they can't wait to come and serve on your team yes. because of the way that you make them feel. That's good. Our staff, we have a time of celebration. We call it encouraging words. And we spend time just building each other up, That's recognizing it. the contributions for each member on the team. Yeah. We actually have it built in as one of our main points of the meeting. Yeah. Like the reason why we're having the meeting is to come in and build each other up. And just recognize that busyness will be your greatest enemy on not encouraging people. So what I would encourage you to do is I would write down the person you've thought of and put it on your agenda and say, today, I'm going to call them. I'm going to write them a note. I'm going to tell them the thought that I've been thinking and do it daily. Be a person that says, whenever I'm walking into it, I, I mean, I prayed that this morning, God, whoever I talk to, whoever I encounter today, make sure that encouraging them is in the forefront of yeah. my mind, not just to talk through the agenda and That's get good. stuff done. No, the first and foremost, because you're talking to a person, Bianca, yes. in the image of God yes. and God loves them and they're probably struggling with something and you can be the person that builds them up that they feel like they can just run a little bit longer so that they don't want to quit because a lot of people are on the brink of man I just want to throw my hands up and we can be the person that says no you got this you're strong my daughter today we you know we had a little situation with my son with homeschooling and everything and he was just he was digging in his heels about how he how he wanted things done and I was not digging it I was digging my heels in as well and it just it it was a little bit of a discouraging moment. And I just, I really did want to throw my hands up. Like I'd, I'd got nothing else, you know, and we figured it all out. But right before I left my, I was giving my kids hugs and I hugged my daughter and she whispered in my ear and she said, Mama, you're strong. You've got this. And I just, I was like, okay. Cause I knew I, I had a big day that was ahead of me. And I just was feeling so discouraged. Even as a pastor, I have those moments. And there goes my daughter building me up. And so I just want to say that her little phrase right there, I was like, okay, we can do this. I can do this with God. I can, anything is possible. Let's go. You can muster up that energy and you got this. You've got so much in front of you. So I just want to encourage you today. Like you've got this, God's got you and you can do it. Even if you feel like quitting, there's still a resource in there that, that you can draw from that God's given you and you can accomplish that thing that's in front of you. So you've got this, but encourage someone today as well. Let me say this in closing. Discipleship has to do with keeping people in it. Mm, Life good. is so hard. The faith journey gets so hard at times. Yes. The tendency is to drop out, to quit. And encouraging people is a central yes. point Listen, it says building one another up. There, there needs to be a building that happening in the discipleship process because there is so much tearing down in this world. It's true. And so if you want to be a disciple maker, if you want to be a fisher of men, you've got to have encouragement as a centerpiece of your leadership yes. arsenal because it's one of the central jobs that a leader has to do is yes. to keep people engaged, to keep them moving forward, yes. to let them know that they're not alone, that they don't have to give up because you are there coming alongside of them. That's it. And I want to echo what Bianca just said. You can do this. You're a leader who's taking time to grow personally. That's right. And that's the kind of person that God's going to use. That's someone it. who's saying, I'm willing, Lord, here I am. Send me. Love it. We've had such a great time in this conversation about encouragement, moving from criticism 
to building people. Have a great week and we'll see you right back here at the Leadership Lab.